I think I, I would like to mention also because I really am inspired by uh, your book as well, My Greatest Cannot Be Planned. And we mentioned in one of your yeah. talk that Big Frida was severely rejected by NSF. And that's why it's yeah. a constant objective. And I really was reflecting in this point that in your research for four years, three years, you expect something. But maybe that's very profound. And I don't know if it's, do you think that the people who are responsible for funding, maybe they are not eligible to be in that position. I'm sorry to say, but I feel that's very profound uh, the concept that you have to, must have objective. And yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's something, place, yeah, place. that's something very profound. And uh, yeah, if we reflect about that, I think uh, many things will be changed. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's one of the reasons, I just wanted to interject, that is one of the reasons that, that I'm so, I feel so strongly, is because of that particular experience you just mentioned, like the pick reader experience. Yeah. Like something is just wrong, that like, I was so flatly rejected there, um, by, in that case it was NSF, uh, because they, they said that, that it's not clear, you know, what good would come of this system. Mm. Um, and, 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 like, the whole point of the system was it was exploratory. Like, I, I didn't know what good would come of it. I mean, I'd love to be just upfront about that. I'm just saying, look, here's something profoundly interesting. Like, this has never been done before. I don't really know what it's going to lead to. Yeah. It's going to be something interesting, though. And I can't get that argument through. Like, it's not just that, that it wasn't agreed upon. It was that it was just roundly rejected. Like, it's completely antithetical to the philosophy of how research should be done, which makes absolutely no sense, because I think I wouldn't even be talking to you right now if I hadn't been pick reader. I mean, like, a lot of my whole career has been profoundly affected by, like, the results of pick reader, which was what originally yeah. drove me towards this fascination with diversity. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and so, so it's, like, really almost ironic, you know, that, like, that this project that was, like, fundamentally about that is, like, exactly what NSF doesn't want. Um, and, and, and yet here I am, you know, because of that project. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, I feel really strongly that it would be great to, to, to somehow dig into this culture that we have. It was so hard though. You know, that's why I wrote that book or that's why we wrote it. Myself and Joel Lane, who's my, my really wonderful co-author, who also thought a lot about it deeply about the topic. Yeah. Um, it's, it's partly to dislodge this kind of thing, like to change the culture. And I don't think we've achieved it, at least with, with something like, like uh, the, the granting agencies. I mean, they still work pretty much the same way. Um, and the book has had only mild impact on anybody's actual uh, implementation of these kinds of ideas. So, so that's, it just shows just how hard it is to change this aspect of our, of our culture. And thanks so much for this book. I think it's very really profound and, and deep. Thank you for that. And Thank you. I, I would like to ask about now you have the two experiences, and I think many graduate students can relate about that. You have worked in academia and now in industry. What is the biggest discrepancy you have witnessed beyond funding? Something may be fulfilling for you. I don't know how um, you can relate experiences. Yeah, what is the difference? There, yeah, okay, that is an interesting question. Um, so, um, I think that both academia and industry have pros and cons. So, I definitely mm. don't think there's like a single knockdown argument for one or the other. You, know, you have to take the nuance that, that comes with different opportunities. And um, so, you know, for for academia, what I think is is an advantage is to to a large extent PhD students and what they represent. Um, I mean, PhD students are people who come in with with the long haul in mind. I mean, they are ready to start a career. And they're ready to do something big, and they're ready to commit to 
commit years to it. Um, and and this is a very very valuable thing um, to have people like that on a team. Um, and and it's hard to recreate that in an industrial setting because although it is true that you can get extremely talented people in industry and you do, um, and you can pay them more, so you can get people that would otherwise be very hard to get. Um, the problem is that this doesn't have the same stickiness. So like in industry that they don't have a PhD to come. Um, so like they could leave any time. It doesn't have any, there's no really sweat off their back if they leave. Um, and so like it, I think it, it, it leads to a little bit more of short-term thinking because you've got to keep people sort of feeling like always something exciting is going on or else they'll just go get another job because people are extremely talented. Um, and so and so in academia, I think you can think longer term. And I know some people will tell me I'm being naive and say, are you kidding me? You know, academia is not long-term thinking at all, blah, blah, blah. But, but the truth is, I think it does it does have that advantage. There is at least a provision there that gives us the ability to think long-term and to sit down with people who have a really a blank slate, like who are willing to just completely fill themselves with an entire new field. Now, that's, I think, a great thing about academia, which I, which I really love. Um, but, you know, there are disadvantages and advantages that industry has. And, and, and of course, you, you mentioned funding, and I'll try to stay away like, from the topic of money, data other than funding. But, but the, the fact you don't have to keep on begging for money is a humongous advantage. And it's not just because, I'm not saying it because of the money itself. I'm saying it because of the time investment. Like the time invested in academia to begging for money is just atrocious. I mean, it, it, it just sucks your soul away. <laughs> At least that's how I feel about it. Because um, you're making no progress. Like you, you have this, I have this feeling that in my mind, I have all this potential to be creative and to come up with things and to do things that are really interesting. And yet somehow I've committed like 50% of it to just writing sales pitches, um, which, which when rejected have contributed nothing back to the world, nothing at all. Like what is the use of a rejected sales pitch? Now I know that, that there's some benefit, like some people say, well, at least you spent some time like, you know, structuring your thoughts. But I mean, give me a break. Like the amount of time I spent structuring my thoughts was not worth it. Mm. Um, it's good to spend some time structuring your thoughts, but this is just excessive and crazy. Like, I didn't need to spend that much time. I can plan, I'm perfectly capable of planning out interesting research directions without being literally handcuffed and forced to do it with half my time. I mean, that's just nuts. And and yet that is what we're forced to do there. And, I, and that, that to me is, it's not just a problem of time, it's also a problem of morale. Like, it really hurts morale and it grinds you down over years. It's not something you notice right away. Like, at least, I mean, nobody likes writing. Most people don't like writing grants even right away, but... But for me, I was excited to do it at first because I was like, you know, it's a whole new career, it's a new opportunity. I'm going to be able to, to ask to do things that have excited me for years. Finally, I can get try to ask people to support me to do that. But over years, it really grinds you down. It grinds your soul, like mm-hmm. to be constantly begging and begging, and, and 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 to learn, you know, just kind of the cynical way that it works. Like if you get good at it, and I guess I got decent at it, uh, like at least I got people that could give me some funding. Like, if you get good at it, you start to realize that it's a game that you have to play in a certain way. And it isn't necessarily the same as, like, just being honest about, like, what you really want to do. It's more like you have to play this game in a way that, like, aligns with the way that they, that we know that these panels work and the way that the, the objectives are articulated by the, by the funding agency, um, which aren't necessarily the same as my own philosophy of how research should go, but I, I know I have to just do it. Um, and that, that is hurtful. That is, that is grinding and, and hurtful to morale over time. Yeah. And, and, and when it's like 50% of your time or something, at least of your research time is not your actual time working over the week, 
it's just it's just really 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 painful and I think it, it, it somewhat is is why you see declines in research careers as people get older because it's like you can only take so much of that over time before it just wears you down um, and that's just to me is somewhat tragic um, and so industry has the great advantage of not having that um, industry is willing to trust somebody who has has either really innovative ideas or track record um, to try something. Um, and, and that's not true of all of industry, but the pockets that are focused on innovative research tend to be progressive in this way. And that's a great thing about being in industry. You just feel a feeling of liberation, um, that like you can try things, you can go in directions, and, and there's not this gigantic infrastructure of just wasting time and resources around it. It's not just the, the people writing the grants, by the way, it's the people evaluating them are also taking exactly. a lot of time. Like the whole up and down infrastructure, just massive, that's around the granting, uh, the, the whole granting institution. So um, so it's nice and liberating to be an industry that way, and also you get the computational resources, which, you, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. It's just um, industry tends to have more. Um, I mean, I've never seen the kind of computational resources I saw when I first moved, for example, to Uber um, in my academic position. Um, and it's just nice to suddenly have massive computational resources. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so you get that, and, and it's like, and you're not constantly trying to figure out how you're going to get it. Like, I mean, because in academia, it's another thing you get to get money for. It. So you got to fund the computational infrastructure in order to give me the right to do the research, because I need it more and more, like the more the field progresses. So, um, so I don't think, so now when you compare those two, I think there's, there's not, um, and by the way, in industry, I'm talking about industrial research lab. Like, if you just were, like, obviously working as a software engineer in a regular, uh, a programming project is not going to be anything like what I described, but I'm talking about industrial research labs, like, like the big famous ones. Like those have, those have these advantages. And so, um, like if you look at it all big picture, I don't know. I don't really know. Like you know, what's better? It, it, both have good sides to them, you know. And I, I think, it, ideally, I think everybody should experience both. Like that's what I've done. Um, and so I feel very fortunate to have been able to yeah. do that. Because um, because there's no there's no like the older I get the more I see that there's there's just no perfect world you know mm -hmm. yeah everything has downsides and everything has upsides and, mm -hmm. and so it like the perfect world for me is that some billionaire just gives me a billion dollars and says do whatever you want but that's not gonna happen yeah um, so so you know you have to deal with some compromises on something and there are different trade offs.